welcome to the Truth Labyrinth podcast. I am your host, J.R. Everhart from Restoration Ministries. This week, we look into a Celebrate Recovery step study program titled The Journey Begins. Uh, Celebrate Recovery is a Christian 12-step program. Uh, the step study series is a 26-lesson um, deep dive into the steps. We kind of take the steps and and tear them apart and put them under the microscope and take a look at how they can better apply to our hurts, habits, and hangups in life. Um, this is not a replacement for face-to-face meetings, so please go to your local Celebrate Recovery meeting and get involved in a face-to-face step study. Trust me, it will change your life. You will hear me say that over and over throughout this teaching series. So you can go to CelebrateRecovery.org and do a search in your area, and you will find a Celebrate Recovery in your area. They are literally everywhere. There's thousands of those uh, operating in churches all over the country. So uh, make sure you strap in and hold on because this is going to be a wild ride. It's going to get bumpy, it's going to be clumsy, and it's going to be uncomfortable at times. But the benefits far outweigh the discomfort that we deal with as we look inside the mirror of God's Word and our behavior. So you do not want to miss a second of this teaching series. Hi, I want to talk to you for a second about my company, COP Audio. COP Audio has been a leader in the Mid-Atlantic since about the mid-90s with all forms of production work, um, both inside the church and outside the church. Uh, We're well known for our mobile audio services and production services for live concerts and festivals. Um, But we also have just as rich of a history inside the church scene. Uh, Church production has definitely been a passion of mine since... I became a, a Christian in 1994. Um, I have worn many hats during this time inside of um, you know the church scene. You know things like having to be light designer and video producer, teacher, you know training staff, uh, been tech director at a couple different churches. Um, it's something that I've always been very passionate about, and genuinely felt like it was part of my Christian ministry. Um, I've trained personally dozens and dozens of tech people and tech staff uh, throughout the mid-Atlantic. I've traveled around and done uh, sound reinforcement workshops and AV workshops um, on site with the church tech teams that I'm working with, trying to help them to get the best out of the systems that they have in place. So, you know, give us a call, check us out. Uh, We'd love to help out your church. We'd love to maybe even talk to you about uh, doing a system upgrade or an install. Um, Maybe you just need someone to come in and make sense of the gear that you have. That's my specialty, you know, and I've been doing that for many, many years. So uh, check us out online at copaudio.com. That's copaudio.com. Be sure to check out and like our Facebook page, COP Audio. Just search COP Audio on Facebook. Uh, Be sure to read our reviews on the Facebook page. There's a lot of reviews on there from our clients and um I think it'll give you some some perspective on who we are as a company. So again, online, copaudio.com, copaudio.com. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are at uh, Lesson 24 with this episode. Yes, 
is the name of the lesson, not just a really cool 70s progressive rock band, but that is the name of this week's, I'm a musician, so you're going to get them kind of puns with me. Yes is the name of this week's lesson. Uh, We are in principle eight, step 12, principle eight, yield myself to God to be used to bring his good news to others, both by my example and by my words. Supporting scriptures from Matthew 5.10, from the Great Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, to be specific. Uh, Happy are those who are persecuted because they do what God requires. And then step 12, having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And then the supporting scripture is Galatians 6.1. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Gently. I'm going to say that again. Gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Uh, think about it. When you reach this step, you are ready to say yes to service. Now, I have a note here in my little book, my uh, step study workbook, to go to the big book and read. So let's read this. Uh, We are going to talk about recycling tonight or today, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Recycling your pain by allowing God's fire and light to shine on it, to melt down your old hurts, habits, and hang-ups so they can be used again in a positive way. They can be recycled to show others how you worked the principles and steps with Jesus' healing into the solution and how you have come through the darkness of your pain into Christ's glorious freedom and light. Society tells us that pain is useless. In fact, people are coming to believe that people in pain are useless. At Celebrate Recovery, we know know that pain has value, as do the people who experience it. So while the world says no, today we say yes. So the acrostic for yes uh, starts with why, yield myself to God. Principle 8 sums up the why, yield myself to God, to be used to bring this good news to others, both by my example and by my words. Uh, and then we have a scripture here, Galatians 6.1. Uh, the first part of this was, in, was part of the uh, Step 12 supportive scripture. Uh, if a Christian is overcome by sin, humbly help him back into the right path, remembering that the next time it might be one of you who is in the wrong. Share each other's problems and troubles, and so obey our Lord's commandment. So, yeah, obey the Lord's command. Yeah, and what is his command? His command is to, you know, help each other, to bear one another's burdens, to, to you know, stay connected with each other, to pick up the thousand-pound phone, is what we jokingly say in our group, um, and, and reach out for help. You know, and when you see someone who needs help, you have to yield yourself to God so that you can be used to gently help restore that person back onto the right path. E, example is what is important. Your walk needs to match your talk because your lifestyle reflects what you believe. Does your lifestyle show others the patterns of the world, selfishness, pride, and lust? Or does it reflect the love, humility, and service of Jesus Christ? 1 Timothy 1.5 says, uh, Arouse the love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. 
First uh, John three eighteen. These are supportive scriptures for that letter of the acrostic. Uh, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. Man, that's a heavy-duty scripture there, man, when you start talking about the behavior of yourself and the, the people around you, because that's a good compass to, you know, kind of gauge the people around you. Are they, you know, using um, love with words only, with the tongue only? Or are they displaying love with their actions and in truth, not deception, not manipulation? There's a whole sermon there that we could get into. We'll save that for another podcast episode. So S, serve others as Jesus Christ did. You have reached principle eight. You are ready to pick up the Lord's towel and the one with which he washed the disciples' feet in the upper room. Imagine washing the feet, washing, I got a little West Virginia thing going on there. Imagine washing the feet of your enemies. That is a tough image to wrap your head around. Washing the feet in humble submission to your enemies. It's not that you're giving them, you know, free reign to treat you like a doormat and walk all over you. But, you know, that whole foot washing thing is to destroy ego and to destroy a high horse mentality. And sometimes you can really reach into your enemy's heart and break all the bull butter that's been in the way by humbling yourself and putting yourself in service to them in a healthy way. You know, I'm not saying get wrapped up in their toxicity or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just saying, you know, a humble heart is always a best heart. The supporting scripture here is John 13, verses 14 and 15. And since I, the Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Um, I went to a church years ago where we did a foot washing ceremony. It was on like a Tuesday night or something like that. And uh, all the men of the church got together and we all washed each other's feet. It wasn't near as uncomfortable as I thought it was going to be, but it was still uncomfortable. That is not a natural act to humble yourself in something like that. So, yeah. So here's how you can say yes. Number one, be an accountability partner. Look for someone in your small group who will agree to encourage and support you as you work through the principles. You agree to do the same for that person. Um, You hold one another accountable for working an honest program. Number two, be a sponsor. Sponsors are people who have worked the principles and or the steps Uh, Their job is to guide newcomers on their journey through the program, to give a gentle nudge when they are procrastinating or slow them down when they are rushing to a step. Sponsors do so by sharing their own personal journey on their road to recovery. Yeah, there's a. I would recommend you go back to the episode or the uh, lesson uh, entitled Sponsored and read what that really looks like in a nutshell you should be someone who has completed this 
the step study program, at least this step study program, the journey begins. Um, you don't have to have completed the others or it says here, principles or the steps, they do have a, um, life ceiling choices program that takes you through the eight steps that's about 12 or 13 weeks so it's not as long as what this series is but honestly in my personal opinion you know you need a year of proven sobriety with accountability partners that can back that up and you need to have at least went through the journey begins in my mind that is kind of the standard by which qualifies you as a sponsor Uh, number three be involved in Celebrate Recovery and your church. There are many opportunities for service in this recovery ministry and in your church. The church is always, I mean, always looking for people to help. Uh, I know that can be a little messy at times, and believe me, I'm somebody who's complained about it habitually, but it is necessary. You know, uh, you don't need to go to church to be a Christian, okay? But going to church makes it a whole lot easier in most cases. Sometimes it makes it harder if you're in the wrong church but you know sometimes you need to just back up hit the reset button and visit another church and keep doing that until you find a place that feels like home uh you have to come or you have come to a fork in your your road to recovery so they have a diagram here of a y you know one road leading into two paths and one pathway is to other ministries in the church and then the second pathway is as sponsors and leaders at Celebrate Recovery. And remember, you can't keep it unless you give it away. We talked all about that in the last episode, Give. So make sure you go back and check that out if you haven't listened to it. So being uh, this is kind of a short lesson, I wanted to take a look at a couple of the questions. Uh, the first question really really hits home with me because it just kind of calls you out that is the beauty of this program and um, you know understanding how it challenges you is the first question is if you knew that you couldn't fail now that's that's a mouthful right there right out of the gate if you knew that you couldn't fail what would you like to do most in you know for God in helping others uh, for me, that was that was fairly easy, you know. For me, it was just about, you know, trying to live out the things that I feel called to do in my life. That is, teaching and counseling. Um, but it's important that I be as as much of a student as I am a teacher or a counselor, um, because that's healthy. You know, I have to stay humble and I have to make sure that I'm keeping things in their proper place uh, in my spirit and in my walk because I struggle with pride. And it's real easy for me to get up on, you know, some kind of high horse thinking that, you know, I'm all that. I constantly have to remind myself that I'm really not that important in the big scheme of things with God. And God could easily rise up someone else you know, right in the same room that I'm setting to do what I'm doing and possibly do it better, probably do it better. (laughs) So, I mean, that's, uh, that's a real deep question. If you knew that you couldn't fail, what would you like to do most, you know, for God in helping others? I think that's something to think about. Uh, What are some areas you can pick up the Lord's towel that was the foot foot washing 
you know, thing we were talking about from uh, John 13 and start serving others. And, um, you know, that's a real easy one for me. I had put down volunteering my time at Celebrate Recovery. Um, I led, I've worked in leadership inside of Celebrate Recovery for every bit of, you know, eight years, eight and a half years, something like that. Um, probably closer to nine years now to think about it. Uh, but also like the last four of those years, actually being the facilitator, being the guy who ran the program. Um, and that takes a lot of time, you know, putting everything together, you know, for that. But, you know, I never got paid for any of that, you know, and that's okay. You know, I wasn't looking to get paid for any of that. Uh, it's just a volunteer position and I was happy to volunteer to do it. But, uh, that was my way of, you know, serving others, you know, I've sponsored countless men in the program. Um, I've kind of really been through a whole bunch of the sponsorship roller coaster, uh, with guys who wanted help and then realized that help was a lot of work and then didn't want help. And, you know, I've been fired as a sponsor and I've also had to let people go as a sponsee. So yeah, that, uh, that can be quite the roller coaster. Not once did I feel like I was entitled to any kind of monetary, you know, reward from that. You know, in my world, I was as blessed by the teaching and the counseling and the connection with others doing that as I ever was, you know, maybe more so than when I was just a student. Uh, The third question is, uh, how does the illustration of the fork in the road to recovery, um, you know, play out for you and it just it just tells me that you know i, I got to get involved you know, i'm in a, in a point in my life right this very second where i'm kind of between cr groups you know the group i was going to kind of imploded because there was a leadership you know thing that went south um and i've been so busy with clp audio in all honesty really just trying to deal with huge amounts of burnout from the summer season uh, so I took most of November off and really didn't do much of anything. I did, you know, gig on the weekends, but not to the level that I was back in uh, September and October. We are now in December. We're actually in the week between Christmas and New Year's. And, um, yeah, I needed to take some time off, you know. I really kind of, September was my 10-year mark with Celebrate Recovery. And, um I need to find another group. I know where there are other groups. I need to just get off my lazy rear end and go get involved in another group. And I think that would uh, benefit me greatly. I really do. Uh, So pray for me as I move forward with all that. Uh, The next question is, in the words of step 12, how will you practice these principles in all your, your affairs? Uh, I had answered this with by allowing the wisdom of this program to become part of my DNA, you know, and um, that that's huge for me. I can honestly say after 10 years of this, um, I, I, it's, it's part of my DNA. It has been imprinted on me in some way. Uh, number five, describe what the phrase you can you can't keep it unless you give it away means to your recovery. Uh, my answer was teaching what I've learned in step study, in the next step study, uh, and learning these things on a deeper level, and learning these things on a deeper level. 
Yeah, you're always peeling the onion. You never really get to the core of the onion. You just reveal the next layer of dysfunction that you have to uh, uncover. And then finally, uh, question six is create your own action plan for uh, principle eight. We had uh, went over that just a few minutes ago. I'm going to explore opportunities to serve in the following areas. Uh, A for me was, there's three of these, A, B, and C. A for me was uh, um, being openly involved in open share, uh, which is the small group after the big group on whatever night you guys meet. Uh, B was teaching another step study series. This this um, <laughs> this season three did not work out exactly the way I thought it was going to work out. I really thought that I was going to kind of plow through the step study teaching series in like the first half of the year and then get back on track with, um, you know, sharing episodes, you know, more geared toward, you know, my day-to-day walk or more geared toward the things God has shown me throughout my progressive journey in recovery and it didn't work out that way um the step study pretty much hijacked the whole entirety of season three i'm 100 percent okay with that uh, my seasons are typically 24 to 26 episodes anyways so it, it does kind of make sense but uh, i had a whole lot of things to talk about this year that i didn't get to talk about uh, on the podcast that you know, season four is going to be gangbusters full of that kind of stuff. Uh, make sure you stick around and catch that. That will be starting in January in another week or so, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be gangbuster stuff, man. It really is. So, you know, things don't you're know, taking on a project like this to teach a step study. You know, it's much easier to teach the um, life healing choices. It's about a twelve or thirteen week course, one night a week. Uh, I did that in season two. I was able to knock through it in 13 or 14 episodes and then just kind of went on with what is the Truth Labyrinth podcast. Um, But taking on a step study is a whole different level of commitment and a whole different level of uh, learning. And it's much deeper program than um, life sealing choices because it digs deeper. And that's a good thing. You know, and it's it's a big commitment for people attending the meeting as much as those teaching the meeting. Uh, I've taught it multiple times. This is my fifth or sixth time teaching it, and um, it always does me good. Every time I go through it, I'm thankful for it. I'm grateful for it. But it definitely is a sacrifice of your time and a sacrifice of your, your study time. And, um, yeah, I just feel humbled and grateful that God has given me the ability to be able to do this sort of thing. Uh, Finally, and I'm going to end with this, guys. I know the episode's kind of going long now. Uh, C is being more active with my own ministry, Restoration Ministries. And I've kind of just steered a lot of that Restoration Ministry stuff toward the podcast. Um, But Restoration Ministries is, is, is my ministry. It's the ministry I started about you know five or six years ago there's a facebook page to support that ministry it's an online only ministry and it was really just a a ministry hub for me to be able to to receive private messages from people that i was counseling uh, 
Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes that goes on with Restoration Ministries that people don't see on the surface. If you go to the Facebook page, it kind of looks like our posts are pretty sporadic. There's a lot of uh, sharing of the podcast episodes on there and that sort of thing. But the real purpose of that was to give a safe separate neutral space for people to be able to approach me and to approach what God is doing in my life uh, from a counseling perspective. So yeah, that's, that's sort of how that has uh, played out. So yeah, you know, it's, it's been a blessing to me. It's been a blessing to others. I think God's been glorified through it and it's been a super cool thing. So, you know, please remember that in prayer and, um, We'll catch you for uh, Lesson 25, the final lesson of our our time together inside the uh, Journey Begins Celebrate Recovery Step Study Program. So stick around for the next episode. If you have found value in this podcast, please consider giving to this ministry. The Truth Labyrinth is only one aspect of Restoration Ministries. We raise money regularly for needy people right here in our own community. Just this past Christmas season, we raised over $1,000 for a woman struggling with spinal cancer and was able to bring hope to someone who had lost all hope. Uh, We've bought handicap vans for the disabled. We paid utility bills for single moms. And uh, we've paid for hundreds of casual meals for those who were in need of one-on-one counseling, but uncomfortable with an office environment. Listen, guys, sometimes it's much easier for someone to open up and ask for help over a meal than it is to walk into a counselor's office and lay on a couch. God has and is using Restoration Ministries in ways that break traditional church protocol. I personally believe we have to earn the right to speak into someone's life, and it takes time to build those bridges, many times unraveling years of church hurt and dysfunction. This is what Christian ministries should look like in today's world. God should be glorified through our efforts to help the world around us, but it takes resources to do these things. For years, I've paid for a lot of these things out of my own pocket without hesitation or I've organized a benefit concert or some kind of fundraising campaign to provide these services for the people that God puts in my pathway. I will continue to give to these causes with everything that I have, but I need your support. It takes money and time to produce this podcast. Many hours go into praying over and organizing these messages, not to mention actually recording the messages and all the post-production editing and stuff that needs to happen with that. This ministry isn't about building an empire. It's about connecting hungry hearts with the fruit of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have no aspirations of becoming some wealthy preacher or tycoon ministry leader. I am content with the world that I live in, and my little world is pretty peaceful and satisfying. I definitely don't need the drama that comes along with big ministry and tycoon leadership egos. I'm just trying to make my tiny little piece of the world better. I need your support. So please pray about supporting this ministry financially. I will post links in the notes of this podcast so that you can send your gift online. 
Next, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so others can see what's going on here, especially your five-star reviews. Uh, The more you review us, the higher we rank in search listings, and this allows people to discover us easier. Finally, please pray for this ministry. Pray God will provide for our needs here at the Truth Labyrinth. Pray that God will bring this podcast across the screens of those that need to hear these messages. The Bible tells us that God's ear is upon the lips of the righteous. Guys, He hears our prayers. And we need His constant guidance for each and every podcast and everything that Restoration Ministries does. So pray that He uses this podcast to turn hearts of stone into hearts of flesh and that his truth will turn those hearts toward his eternal mercy and grace. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. My prayer is that it blessed you and brought you a fresh understanding of our lives in this world and our need for unity in Christ. A brush fire of revival in Jesus Christ is our only hope for satisfaction and true joy as we walk out the human experience that is our day-to-day lives. It's been my sincere honor to be your host today at the Truth Labyrinth Podcast. Be blessed and be a blessing to those around you. Till next time, I leave you with a scripture from Ephesians 6, 23 and 24. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ.